St. John the Baptist is one of the prominent figures whom we encounter in this Advent season. And last week, we saw him in the Gospel at the Jordan River, uh, speaking very boldly about the coming of the kingdom and warning the people about the need to convert. Such great kind of confidence to what he was preaching. But this weekend, we meet him at a time in his life when his fortunes had changed quite a bit. Now he's in prison. And in fact, things are going to get worse. He's literally going to lose his head in the end. And it seems that there in his imprisonment, St. John the Baptist is perhaps starting to wonder if he hasn't maybe gotten things wrong. He sends his disciples, we're told, to ask the Lord, are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? And Jesus' response is interesting. He tells them to go back to John and to inform him, essentially, that he's doing the very things the prophets said the Messiah would do. We heard it in our first reading today about the blind seeing and the lame walking and the deaf hearing. These miracles that our Lord worked during his life were meant to manifest who he was. And then he says in his last words back to John, Blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. You can hear implicit there this encouragement to St. John the Baptist. Maybe things aren't going quite as you had thought they would, but don't take offense. Be patient. Trust. And I think there's something very consoling about this for all of us, because oftentimes we can set the saints up on a pedestal, if you will, that really seems very unattainable for any one of us. Even Jesus said about John the Baptist in the gospel today that there's no one greater than him born of women. And yet he had this moment of of struggle, of temptation. And so it is in our lives, if we're honest with ourselves and with the Lord. And so perhaps today this gospel challenges each of us to ask, what is it that I am tempted to find offensive about Christ? How is it in my life that the evil one is tempting me to say to the Lord, maybe you're not who you say you are? We all face this in our lives. Maybe it's some particular sin that we struggle with for a long time and we start to wonder, is Jesus really all-powerful over sin if I can't seem to banish this sin from my life? Or maybe it's some teaching of our Lord or His church that doesn't make a lot of sense to us, that we struggle to understand, that seems unjust or unreasonable. And we want to say, really, Lord? You want me to live that? Or maybe in our lives we encounter some kind of suffering or trial. Maybe our lives aren't turning out the way we would have hoped they would have. And we start to wonder, are you really in control, Lord? And if you are, are you really good? Do you really care? Today's readings invite us to a posture of patient trust, to recognize that the Lord, he plays the long game, if you will, and that he came among us the first time 
not to create a paradise on earth, but to blaze the trail for us through this fallen world to the true paradise, the heavenly kingdom. You see, what often happens in our lives is we can start to think that we're meant to just have everything perfect here on earth. And we fight and fight and fight to make everything in our life just how we want it to be. But that's not why our Lord came. He came to lead us to the paradise of heaven. It's there that the words of the prophet will be finally definitively fulfilled when sorrow and mourning will flee forever. And in heaven... We're not going to have any temptation to look back over our lives and complain to Jesus about how difficult it was. Because then, when we are there, everything will be manifest and clear. And we'll look back even over our struggles and our trials and our difficulties in life and we'll marvel at how God used even those for our good and that of others. And so in the meantime, our Lord desires to encourage us to carry on, to persevere. The words of the prophet so many centuries ago are words for us also. Strengthen the hands that are feeble. Make firm the knees that are weak. Say to those whose hearts are frightened, be strong. Fear not. The Lord remains with us. And if we open our hearts to him, he will see us through whatever might be that place where we're tempted to take offense at him. And he'll see us through to paradise. And here's the other thing. If we are honest and fair in our assessment of our life, we recognize that not everything is bleak. No matter how dark things may be, If our eyes are open, we recognize the Lord gives us little consolations, little blessings to sustain us. It's what we're reminded today when the deep violet of Advent penance lightens to the rose of hopeful joy. Little moments in our lives, maybe the beauty of a sunrise or a sunset if you're not a morning person, a delicious cup of coffee, the joy of a friendship, a song that comes on the radio that inspires and lifts my heart. The Lord is not stingy, and he gives us these little blessings, these little, diff- these little consolations to help us persevere. So yes, let's today name what is difficult. Let's bring before the Lord those areas where we're tempted maybe to take offense at him, to ask him for the grace to persevere. But let's also name the blessings, the gifts, the consolations that he's giving us. And let's open our hearts today to the grace he offers here, the grace to persevere in patient trust, that one day we might indeed be in glory with him. Rejoicing that sorrow and mourning have fled.
and rejoice in that even through the trials and difficulties of this life, God was preparing us for that overwhelming joy and glory of his heavenly kingdom. St. Patrick, pray for